Hello, this is Adrian Hendricks and Jerry Hendricks from Say One More Now Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities that dishonor human life created in the image of God. There's no greater dishonor to God in human life than to reject his eternal salvation only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. According to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, the Bible is the world's great teacher of monogamy, the union for life of one man and one woman in marriage as the basis of the family. Whatever may be said about the time of the writing of the books of the Bible or of parts of them, the testimony of the whole is incontrovertibly to the point that marriage springs from the choice of one man and one woman of each other for a permanent family relation. Over and through the whole of the Bible, this ideal is dominant. There may be instances shown here and there of violation of this rule, but such cases are to be regarded as contrary to the underlying principle of marriage, known even at the time of their occurrence to be antagonistic to the principle. Dear Father, today we'll offer a prayer to you about something you designed and brought into being by your Son, Jesus, which is the family. This entity is comprised of one man and one woman married to each other who together produce children to whom they are the parents. We look back at the scriptural record of what happened to them both and how the family unit was corrupted from the beginning, just like the man and the woman as shown in the third chapter of Genesis. We do not mean that you made anything amiss, for it is written that you made everything perfect and upright and declared your works good in Genesis 1. Even Ecclesiastes 7 verse 29 states, God made man upright, but they have sought out many devices for evil. But Lord, the skewing of your purpose in the family was set in motion as soon as the first children came of age as documented at Genesis 4 in the account about Cain and Abel. However, that attempted sabotage was not too hard for you to handle. You sent the last Adam, Jesus, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, to make an effective, satisfactory sacrifice for his bride, who are the called out ones, as explained at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27, as Adam made an ineffective, unsatisfactory one for Eve at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasing to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Just as Adam called Eve bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh at Genesis chapter 2 verse 23, so is the bride of Christ, which is the body of Christ, defined at Colossians chapter 1 verse 24. Even now I rejoice in the midst of my sufferings on your behalf. And in my own person, I am making up whatever is still lacking and remains to be completed on our part of Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. And is from his flesh and from his bones is shown in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30, which states, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Moreover, even as it takes man and woman together to produce children, which you told them to bring forth in abundance at Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, you take those natural children and beget sons and daughters who belong to you, which is revealed at John chapter 1 verses 8 through 13. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. He was the true light. 
He enlightens every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave to them authority to become the children of God, to those who believe on his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but were born of God. In Colossians 1, verses 12 through 14, given thanks to the Father who has made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins. O Holy Father, please infuse the words of this message with your mighty power that you use to raise Jesus from the dead, to resurrect relationships between husbands and wives, between parents and children, between siblings and even among families. Please, Lord, do it to accomplish your great purposes. Do it for the glory of your great name and do it for the pleasure of your enormous heart of love for us all. In Jesus' name we ask this and thank you. Amen. As a matter of review, let's go to God's record to see how families originated and what his intent for them was. At Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31, God said, Let us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts, and over all of the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the land, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to all the animals on the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the ground, to everything in which there is the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and he approved it completely. And there was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day. In Genesis 2, 18-25, Later the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make for him a companion that is a suitable match for him. After the Lord God formed from the ground every wild animal and every bird that flies, he brought each of them to the man to see what he would call it. Whatever the man called each living creature became its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds that fly, and to each of earth's animals. But there was not found for the man any companion corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to overshadow the man. When the man was asleep, he removed one of the man's ribs and closed up the flesh where it had been. Then the Lord God formed the rib that he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. So the man exclaimed, At last, this is bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. This one will be called woman because she was taken from man. Therefore a man will leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Even though both the man and his wife were naked, they were not ashamed about it. From Psalm chapter 119, verses 1 through 16. 
How blessed are those whose life is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his decrees, who seek him with all of their heart, who practice no evil while they walk in his ways. You have commanded concerning your precepts that they be guarded with diligence. Oh, that my ways were steadfast, so I may keep your statutes. Then I will not be ashamed, since my eyes will be fixed on all of your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous decrees. I will keep your statutes. Do not ever abandon me. How can a young man keep his behavior pure? By guarding it in accordance with your word. I have sought you with all of my heart. Do not let me drift away from your commands. I have stored what you have said in my heart, so I won't sin against you. Blessed are you, Lord. Teach me your statutes. I have spoken with my lips about all your decrees that you have announced. I find joy in the path of your decrees as if I owned all kinds of riches. I will meditate on your precepts, and I will respect your ways. I am delighted with your statutes. I will not forget your word. Psalm 127 verses 1 through 5 Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor uselessly. Unless the Lord guards the city, its security forces keep watch uselessly. It is useless to get up early and stay up late, eating the food of exhausting labor. Truly, he gives sleep to those he loves. Children are a gift from the Lord, a productive womb, the Lord's reward. As arrows in the hand of a warrior, so also are children born during one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be ashamed as they confront their enemies at the city gate. From Psalm 128, How blessed are all who fear the Lord as they follow in his ways. You will eat from the work of your hands. You will be happy and it will go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like olive shoots surrounding your table. See how the man will be blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, and may you observe the prosperity of Jerusalem every day that you live, and may you see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Proverbs 4 Listen, children, for your father's instruction, and pay attention in order to gain understanding. I give you sound teaching, so do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, not yet strong, and an only son to my mother, he taught me and told me, Let your heart fully embrace what I have to say. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget or turn aside from the words of my mouth. Do not abandon her, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is of utmost importance, therefore get wisdom, and with all your effort work to acquire understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. Indeed, if you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will present to you a crown of beauty. Listen, my son, accept my words, and you will live a long, long time. I have directed you in the way of wisdom, and I have led you along straight paths. When you walk, your step will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard wisdom, because she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked or go along the way of evil men. Avoid it. Don't travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on by. 
for they cannot sleep unless they are doing evil, and they are robbed of their sleep unless they cause someone to stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that grows brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness, and they do not know what they are stumbling over. My son, pay attention to my words and listen closely to what I say. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Above everything else, guard your heart because from it flow the springs of life. Never talk deceptively and don't keep company with people whose speech is corrupt. Let your eyes look directly ahead. Fix your gaze straight in front of you. Carefully measure the paths for your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. 2 Corinthians 6 verses 14 through 18 Stop becoming unevenly yoked with unbelievers. What partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness? What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony exists between the Messiah and Billiard? Or what do a believer and an unbeliever have in common? What agreement can a temple of God make with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will live and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, get away from them and separate yourselves from them, declares the Lord, and don't touch anything unclean. Then I will welcome you. I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, declares the Lord Almighty. From Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself as the glorious church, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord loves the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two of them shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. But also let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife that she defers to her husband. From Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother so that it may go well for you and that you may have a long life on the earth. This is the first commandment with a promise. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up by training and instructing them about the Lord. Colossians 1, verses 12 through 26, giving thanks to the Father who has made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For all things were created in him, 
the things in the heavens and the things on the earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that he may be preeminent in all things. For it pleased the Father that in him all fullness should dwell. And through him, having made peace through the blood of his cross, it pleased the Father to reconcile all things to himself through him, whether the things on earth or the things in heaven. And you, who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and without blemish and without charge in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which was proclaimed in all the creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings on your behalf, and I fill up the things lacking of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh on behalf of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister, according to the administration of God given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints." Colossians 3, 18-25, in chapter 4, verse 1. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband, as is appropriate for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not make your children resentful, otherwise they'll become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched in order to please them, but with a sincere heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it wholeheartedly as though you were doing it for the Lord and not merely for people. You know that it is from the Lord that you will receive the inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord Messiah whom you are serving. For the person who does what is wrong will be paid back for what he has done without favoritism. Masters, give to your slaves what is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Our Holy Father, we thank you and praise you for your kindness to us, the children you have begotten through your Son, Jesus. It is in his name we come to you this day on behalf of those listening now who have listened in the past and who will listen to this message in the future. Dear Father, they have needs for themselves and for others which they have shared with us. Some needs are urgent, some still important without a timeline, but they were important enough to ask us to submit them to you as we have done when they were presented to us. We ask you to meet every need, no matter how small, no matter how impossible. You are the God of all things, including space, time, plan, and happenstance. You can do all things, and nothing is too hard for you. Please answer these requests in the way that will best meet the needs of your children and glorify your name. We bless you for your great compassion for these who know you and for those who don't but need to know you. They need to know that you are real and that your love for them far surpasses anything they could ever understand. Thank you for hearing us and answering according to your word and in your good pleasure. We ask this in the name of your risen Son, Jesus. Amen. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for his calling on your life. 
If you faithfully spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, life is good. God gives life. God is good.